Two other words for Um, <laughs> It's your girl Mila. You already know what the fuck it is. Um, I'm sitting on my couch at home. Smoking a bowl. I don't know. What do you guys be smoking out there? I just always end up smoking a bowl because I'm fucking lazy. So whatever fuck off but a big ass a big ass uh cone would be nice right now though i don't think i can smoke a blunt in this apartment well i could but i think i'd get in trouble (laughs) anyways um yeah did anybody work last night how was it because we all know it's fucking slow season i swear january and february are like the slowest stupidest months but i mean actually last weekend was pretty busy but that's because we had a vikings home game and we had a bunch of timberwolves games so they always bring in some good money if you're working downtown minneapolis um hopefully all the dtc girls made money last night for taco tuesday because i tell you what i made a hundred fucking (laughs) dollars But on the bright side, we did get a new stage, so love that. Well, we got a new stage floor. Still no pole, sorry gals. But um, it is a nice, uh, nice floor though. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I just figured uh, I might as well record like a little fucking in between um, episode, right? Just for just me and you guys, just us chilling. Um. I have some interesting people coming on next week, so that's exciting. I ha- We're doing two separate ones, so you get to hear from both of them. It's from the Champagne Room Secrets podcast, which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it's uh, two dancers talking shit and spilling the champagne to shed light on the club industry. That's uh, that's in their bio on Instagram. So yeah, I'll be interviewing both of the hosts. There's two of them. And so that'll be fun. I'm excited for that. So you guys have that to look forward to. That'll be, where's the calendar? That'll be the 25th and then the 1st of February. Oh my gosh, you guys. It's fucking almost, it's almost not winter. Well, what the fuck am I saying? Minnesota's like cold until fucking May. But 
Ooh, at least in March and April, we get some good days up in there. So I'm excited for that. And I'm going to Jamaica in February. Oh my gosh. And the girls are trying to convince me to go to fucking Miami the week before I go to Jamaica too, which is like, that is so fucking tempting. So tempting. But um, I don't know what the fuck I would do with my dog for like that long. Because I'm already in Jamaica for eight whole fucking days. Butt-ass naked. Pussy out. That's going to be fun. Thank God I'm bringing Emily with. So excited to have, like, a friend with me this time. I did meet a cool girl last year. But it would be... Obviously, it's going to be way better to be there with my fucking bestie and work bestie. So that's going to be great. Obviously, Greg's going to be fucking looking like a champ the whole fucking weekend. He, um, even last year, he got so many high fives. (laughs) Fucking hilarious. I know he's hella excited. We were just at his house the other day, literally yesterday. Um, Right? Was that yesterday? Yeah, that was yesterday. And he made us fucking king crab and bacon wrapped scallops. Oh, my God. To the gals out there with, like, the daddies that, like, make them dinner and shit, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. They be making some good-ass shit. These were, like, amazing. Um, fucking scallops with, like, he said they had duck sauce, ginger, and, like, two other things. I can't remember. But it was fucking amazing. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, we picked out our outfits for the themed nights because they have all these different theme nights and so we basically just picked out a bunch of um lingerie from sheen i'm sorry i know it's i know it's fast fashion oh yes sorry my stuff's like done drying i don't know if you guys can hear my my dryer just turned off but um anyways (laughs) uh yeah we have all these themed nights so I'm so excited for that. You guys know I'm in Minnesota, so it's, like, cold here. Um, it's shockingly been warm for us out here, though, which is so weird. Um, <laughs> which is, like, 34 degrees Fahrenheit, which is fucking depressing to say out loud. But <laughs> that's, like, fucking warm for us, like, during this time. Like, usually it would be, like, 9 degrees or below. Which, next Friday, it is going to be 9 degrees. So, I'm not happy about that. That's fucking dumb. But at least it'll be closer to Jamaica. Jamaica. I'm excited. They have, they have like, this weed lube. I fucking already smoke weed, so I don't know if it's going to really affect me. I tried to use it last time, but I was on, like, shrooms, so I don't even think that I felt it. But I'm going to try again this time, and I'm going to let you guys fucking know if it works. Because I don't know, what is it supposed to, like, just make you high? I don't know, because I'm already going to be smoking weed anyways. They have a dispensary, like, right there in the resort, and the, which would have, like, the shroom chocolate and, like, all the fucking weed things you can think of so that'll be amazing i'm trying not to be drunk as fuck this time but we'll see what happens i mean it's kind of hard not to party there's all these fucking people are literally just (laughs) going crazy 
and it's hard not to join in on the fun otherwise i don't i don't fucking know i guess it takes away too from like the fact that i'm butt ass naked but that doesn't even bother you when it's like because everybody's naked so you just you don't even fucking care but like at the end of like the, your first like 20 minutes whatever anyways i'm fucking excited um looking forward to that i don't know i hope you guys have some vacations planned or something um i keep burning my fucking hand on my oven for no reason get a glove mila what an idiot um anyways <laughs> adhd but yeah i don't know i like doing these little random fucking talks because i get distracted um, when it's like the interviews and, and we have like so much to talk about already. Like hour goes by so fucking fast. Um, so I guess we could first talk about this one person that like lives and works in Minneapolis or whatever stripper person, um, made like a bunch of posts talking about people who do extras in the club and, Just one little snippet was, I do not hate a classy, expensive whore that hustles hard and breaks the bank. I hate a cheap one that comes into a strip club and ruins strippers' hustles. I'm never worried about another woman outworking me, but you're right. Girls I can't compete with, $600 pussy. Will never be me, boo. (laughs) With a bunch of clown emojis. Which is just... I guess there's so much to unpack here because... Obviously, we've talked about horophobia, which um, it does affect like sex workers as well. Like a lot of internalized horophobia happens because of we've just been experiencing like deep, deep brainwashing, <laughs> just like, you know, conditioning thickly our whole lives that sex work is dirty and shameful so if you're in sex work and you're you know you're in this you know functioning whore well dysfunctional like hierarchy you know and so at the bottom would be you know the closest to in-person sex work because right that's considered what's the most shameful and then at the top would be the farthest from in-person sex work so I would think, like, mm, I don't know, Findom? <laughs> I don't know, like, camming maybe, but um, even camming, like, you're still showing your pussy and shit, so. Um, but, yeah, uh, and I think that a lot of strippers, you know, they would see themselves, you know, at closer to the top of this pyramid, And so obviously then they feel like it's okay for them to then, you know, oppress and discriminate against the people at the bottom because, you know, in some way that makes them feel like they're superior. So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of, I feel like there's so many layers to this all the time and you have to really break it down and it really just ends up being fucked up and um so first I guess I'll say 
just for the people who don't know like exactly what it means when I say, oh, that's horophobic, that's horophobic, like, right, because that just sounds like, oh, I'm scared of whores. <laughs> but the actual definition would be, horophobia refers to the negative stereotypes, stigma, and marginalization sex workers face, which stems from a, per- a pervasive fear and hatred of sex workers. This fear and hatred frequently intersects with the fear and hatred of other marginalized groups, which which makes a lot of sense, right? Like, um, if you're black, queer, and a sex worker, you have, you know, three different um, things fighting against you, right? Because society's fucked up, and you're going to be oppressed in multiple different avenues, right? So, um, starting with that, and, and then um, initially, of course, I responded with anger because I was like, fuck this bitch. Like, what the fuck? I, I can't stand when strippers and other sex workers that don't think that, well, that think they're better than, you know, full service sex workers, basically, um, or extras girls, um, they if they think that they're better than them, um, you know, it just pisses me off. Cause I'm like, how can my own kind be against me? You know, like we should all be working together as a community to create a place where there's no stigma because it's so hard to, you know, have a community when there's so many different opinions on, you know, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what's shameful, what's not shameful, all like within the same community. So um, at first I said, you know, rate shaming because, you know, she's saying, oh, $600 pussy, I could never. Um, the going rate, like, for escorts, in the, at least in the United States, is, like, anywhere from literally 400 to, what, 750 an hour. And depending on where you are, like, obviously, this all has to do, too, with location access, you know, what kind of clientele there is, class, race, um, et cetera. Obviously, there's all these fucking layers to it. Um, And shaming a fellow sex worker for not having the same rates as you is, I mean, obviously you're being a hater and you should like really unpack that. Like why, why do you think that talking shit or looking down on another human being who's working and making money just like you in the same society that stigmatizes both of you why would you, why would you think it was okay to you know shit on this person right so i think that's i guess it has to just do with the person it's i guess it's always about the other person whenever somebody's like talking shit to you it's they need to do some inner work because obviously they haven't been able to figure it out. <laughs> and so um, I definitely think that it also comes down to minding your own business. What, what was the point of this post? Like, and how do you think that it's ruining your money? I got to take a sip of this fucking coffee. There's this coffee place... Um, right by my house and they have this um this fucking paris latte it's so fucking good i think it's literally just like french vanilla latte but (laughs)
<laughs> There's peach in it too. Paris peach latte. Mm, so good. Ah, drink break. Sorry, folks. Um, and then, so yeah, I said, listen, if you can't hustle past the dick suckers, then and the extras, girls, whatever you think is extra, anyways. Like, I, I mean, people might even think what getting your titties sucked on is extras or people but in my head when I think extras I'm thinking like dick sucking fucking hand job shit like that um but whatever the fuck you think is extras um well I don't know okay in my experience I have made to me I think you just do less work if you're in a VIP room with a girl who does extras then I mean, it's, I feel like, you know, she's basically, this person is doing like all the work for you. And if you're, I guess if your customer is like looking like, ooh, like I want some of that, then you could probably point them in that direction and ask them for a tip. Like, okay, well, give me a tip. And then maybe he can do another hour with her too i don't know like i think that there's so many different ways that we can all eat like we can all make money together like i've there's been plenty instances where i'm literally just in the background drinking champagne and you know some somebody else is like making out with some other girl and you know, things are crazy and I'm just dancing and drinking champagne. Um, and then there's, you know, there's definitely been instances where, where I'm the girl making out with the other girl. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm just, I, I think that there's plenty ways around, um, you saying that it's ruining your hustle because if somebody's offering something that, that you don't offer, there's, there's clients in the club that will accept both, you know? I mean, what guy doesn't want extras, right, in the room? But once you have him in the room and you have the money, what is the issue here? I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe you need some new sales tactics. And I know that there's some people out there that sell, like, literally lessons to uh to learn how to hustle better so figure it out i mean there's no reason why people can't just work together like give me some money and i'll point you in the right direction like i don't fucking know figure it out but instead of feeling like threatened by these people and telling them to go work at a brothel one of the slides was like go work at a brothel Uh, you know it's just rude because wouldn't we love to right i would fucking love to run my own brothel and just by the way i feel like the way people say brothels these days like has like like some like bad undertone to it or something but brothels were like fucking gorgeous mansions like back in the day um if you don't believe me just look up the fucking famous everly brothel the everly mansion it's was gorgeous okay um and there was uh, many others others like that and the madams that owned the places were literally fucking millionaires so um brothels are amazing and i would love uh, to work at one i would love to run one i would love to have one 
Um, so, you know, decriminalize sex work. And I think that if you want, right, strippers who don't like when full-service sex workers or extras girls or whatever the fuck you want to call them are in working in the club, then wouldn't you be trying to gather up with other sex workers and um, advocate for the decriminalization of sex work so then we can actually have a safe space to work to you know conduct our activities in a safe place um i mean all the more reason to educate yourself on why sex work should be decriminalized in the first place because um yeah we do deserve to have brothels to work in but unfortunately it's fucking illegal um and very much so criminalized so can't do that <laughs> um so yeah um internalize her phobia stop giving into the hierarchy you're being classist um and you're you're not you're no better than your fellow sex workers right stop um stop giving in to the class system that is fucked up it's fucked up and you know it's fucked up. I mean, you learned about class systems in school, what, when you were, like, in fucking middle school, right? So just apply it to the way that you're thinking about your fellow sex workers, and maybe that could give you a better understanding of how your line of thinking is fucked up because you're placing yourself above other people who are literally just living and working like everybody else in the entire fucking world unless you're like a trust fund baby or something then fuck off (laughs) um and then i would also like to state out that some people were like oh like you never know what somebody's circumstance is or like why they're offering extras da 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 which I feel like is giving the idea that extras girls are desperate or that they're struggling or that they have like four kids to feed at home or something. And it's honestly just another form of hustle. It's literally like just, it's literally just like the next step from stripping. Like you would get paid extra, right? So I just, I mean, I just think it's just another form of hustle. Uh, people, all different types of sex workers have many different forms of income, you know. Pe- cam, people are cam girls, escorts, and strippers all, like, all at once. So it's just another form of hustling, and it doesn't mean you're desperate or that you're like fucking struggling. I mean, it can, sure. And anybody in any job can be right desperate and struggling. And we all do our jobs for money, for food and shelter. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what the fuck we're doing it for, right? So, um, so yeah, it doesn't mean that you're desperate. It just means that you're fucking multi-talented and you're an entrepreneur, a slutcherpreneur, if you will. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, so stop that line of thinking, folks. Um, and I would also like to point out, last but not least, uh, I don't do extras in the club. And um, I'm only saying that because I want to point out that I've worked with plenty of people who do do extras. 
not where I'm working now, but I have, um, you know, in Guam and stuff, like I didn't, I didn't offer like, uh, like all, all the extras. I didn't offer that. And, um, I made money just fine. It's never affected my money. In fact, I've made, I've made a fuck ton of money off of extras girls or off of girls who, you know, do after hours stuff. I fucking made hella bread off them girls. So, you know, instead of working against them, try working with them. You're all on, on, like, literally on the same team. You're all in the same industry. And society wants you guys to be against each other. But it doesn't always have to be so, like, um, you know, one, one for all or whatever the fuck the saying is. <sighs> coffee, coffee. Coffee break. Um, so yeah, as a sex worker, I don't shame other sex workers. Unless, of course, <laughs> which I think I'm going to try to change. My, I'm going to try to change because I suppose it could be uh, not really productive to react negatively to negative people or comments because... Um, maybe, yeah, maybe they, maybe they just haven't unpacked all the many, many reasons why they feel so strongly against, um, full service sex workers, which, um, is unfortunate and people deserve the tools to do that. So, I mean, I could start first by offering some tools, which I feel like so many, podcasts now are out so many books are out simply look up sex worker books um right now i'm reading sex work matters exploring money power and intimacy in the sex industry it's super good um i can read the back what does it say sex work matters brings together sex workers scholars and activists to present pioneering essays on the economics and sociology of sex work from insights by sex workers on how they handle money intimate relationships and daily harassment by the police to the experience of male and transgender sex work this fascinating and original book offers new theatrical frameworks for understanding the sex industry boom take some steps you know read some books um another good really good fucking podcast besides this one but just like one that they even have like a historian and everything they're just like they do their fucking research okay folks um is old pros the oldest profession podcast good as fuck um not sponsored by them i just love their podcast and i learn so many cool things about like history and about certain people and just you know it's worth it to try and learn and unpack why you might have like so many fucked up feelings about sex work and full service people um so what's next my phone's on six percent try fucking plugging your phone in for once in your life i don't know if anybody else has this problem but (laughs) I will, like, sleep next to my charger and just, like, not plug in my phone because I'm fucking sick in the head for some reason. And now I'm trying to find my charger. Where the fuck did I put it? That's in my bathroom. No. 
No, it is not. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways. <laughs> um, and then, so I guess that brings us into shame. Shame and sex work. Um, it's pretty, pretty uh, prevalent, right? Um, just down from internalized to the whole entire fucking <laughs> world. <laughs> okay, I found my charger. I had to like pause and <laughs> it was on the floor, but it was like um, camouflaged. <laughs> I'm so excited because I just found a pizza. I forgot I had this in my oven. I don't know about you guys, but I'm one of those stripper bitches that literally never has any groceries because I just eat out. Sometimes I literally just like, I only eat dinner before work. So I'm trying to fix that and turn into one of those, um, <laughs> one of those people that cooks their meals. Um, a normal person, if you will. <laughs> It's oh, fucking hilarious. But um moving right along. Sorry, you guys, you know, you know how you know how it is. I have to find my bowl too. Everybody take a break. Take a bowl break. Take a weed break. Hi Enzo, what are you doing? That's my dog. Okay, so I did have somebody send me this um a long message. Well, a question regarding shame and sex work and internalized her phobia uh etc etc and so then i just got to thinking like hmm that's a really interesting topic and i never really have time to completely break down these things right we talk about it a little bit we talk about our experiences but and then we, you know, we move on. We, we move on pretty quickly just because there's so much to talk about in a tiny little baby hour. So let's talk about it. Um, so a lot of people refer to sex work, like so society, right, is always referring to sex work and conditioning us to believe that only people who are desperate, like I was saying before, and hit, hit rock bottom are going to be engaging in sex work. And some people even would think this about themselves. Like the first time that they do any type of sex work, you know, might think to themselves like, wow, how did I get here? Like, wow, I really hit rock bottom, et cetera, et cetera. And I was reading this really good article called Sex Work Stigma and Horphobia. It was on this site called welcomecollection.org. Really good. Um, and they were talking about the same thing. And one of the really good questions was, which actually, it's just I'm just going to read what, it, what, what the author said. So who do the words rock bottom and desperate belong to? I would argue that this view that workers are somehow so desperate they have to sell sex belong to the general consensus of society and that we are all victims of this societal conditioning. 
So like I was saying before, we're all victims of all of this societal conditioning from, you know, the, the moment that you see on TV some stripper girl looking like she's been strung out for days and she has all daddy issues and gets like murdered at the end or something. So, I've, you know, just from seeing all, all of those images down to, you know, women just being called whores and then, oh, fucking stripper, et cetera, et cetera. I, you've all seen it. You know what I mean? Um, that, so if you're feeling this about yourself, that you're desperate or you're like ashamed of what you do, then you really should ask yourself, like, who does this belong to? Who do these feelings belong to? And why am I sitting here and allowing myself to feel like this when it's not true? You know, you're not desperate. You're not dirty. But these powerful social scripts, the media has deeply conditioned you to believe this and it's working and so you know in order to you know unravel that and unlearn that I think you do have to um you know practice you know affirmations like literally even so simple as saying like I'm not dirty I'm fucking powerful I'm an entrepreneur I'm a fucking marketing genius. I'm an amazing salesperson. Um, there's so many things that you are, and it is definitely not dirty. And you know what I? You know what's something that's crazy, but it's actually a fact. And and it's only crazy in the sense that because we've all been raised to believe that what sex workers are dirty and have SCDs, but um, actually. With the brothels, um, there was actually less uh, less STIs coming from brothels than there were from regular people, right? Because um, let's just face it, regular people out there fucking and sucking and <laughs> not getting tested and not wrapping it up, whereas sex workers are much more conscious of these things. And so say it with me, I'm fucking clean as fuck, you know? I take like four showers a day, which might also have to do with the fact that I'm a cancer. I fucking love just like hot ass water at all times, but still, I'm clean as fuck, and so are you. Um, so yeah, um, and if it was, so you know, we're just gonna moving right along. If it was your choice alone to do this work, then why would you be ashamed of that you know um there was another really good website called lola divina i think it's just lola divina.com but I'll, i think that my sex work my sex workers who be reading and shit you know um well reading like sex work shit um she's an author of the thriving in sex work book it's really really good really good you guys i so recommend it if you don't like reading then you should get the audible and just listen to it it's really really good um here and i just thought these were some really good um things that came out of it 
that <clears throat> that stigma keeps us from living out in the open for fear that the straight world will judge us as out of control, lazy, stupid, uneducated, flaky, messy, sex-crazed, diseased, addicted, damaged, worthless. The irony is as many people outside the sex. Ask yourself, is there anything wrong with sex work? Is there anything wrong with what I'm doing? If the answer is no, but hesitant, you're most likely grappling with the fear of other people's disapproval, which is totally fine. And, and you know, of course it is totally fine. But, you know, it just goes along with just unpacking these layers of to which, why <laughs> you're feeling this way. Um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And I feel like, okay, wait. So the irony is that as many people outside of the sex industry, I'm going to look that up because I know that there is more to that saying. Okay, I knew it. I knew I was missing part of that. Okay, <laughs> you guys, I'm going to read it again, but I'm not going to fucking go back and edit this because we're just fucking, we're just live around here. You know that. So anyways, okay, so uneducated, flaky, messy, sex-crazed, disease, addicted, damaged, worthless. The irony is as many people outside the sex industry fit those descriptions as in it. But unfortunately, those negative stereotypes stick to us. And Lola's advice is to spend some time pulling stigma and shame apart, which is right what I was saying earlier that, you know, unpack that shit. Like, so... Um, ask yourself, like, okay, so then, like, I was going to say, ask yourself, <clears throat> is there anything wrong with sex work? And <clears throat> if you're worried about other people's disapproval, um, that's fine. And there is a reason to protect yourself from the society and stigma because um, it can be dangerous in our line of work which is fucked up and you're definitely as Lola said allowed to protect yourself from other people's bigotry by being discreet but that has nothing to do with shame um, if we lived in a world that didn't judge what we do for a living I think most of us would feel pretty fine about it like fine you would feel fine with what you're doing you know for work so I think deep down that's because, you know, we already, we know that what we're doing is fine, but there's so much stigma coming from so many different like layers and levels that it fucking clouds your brain and shame and stigma will fucking eat at your brain and make you feel like what you're doing is wrong. But just remember, you know, the saying um there's no bad whores just bad laws like there has been fucked up laws made for everything they e like they they've even fucking made up fucking diseases and <clears throat> just to justify them being fucked up like they they made up this they they were they made up a disease for runaway slaves like and so just, I mean, you, you just have to really look at 
where all these feelings are coming from. And then you have to like go into that and then unpack that because it gets really fucking deep and fucked up. And then you realize like, wow, I can't believe that I've been treating people in the same industry as me like shit just because I think I'm better than them when I've been conditioned to believe all of these things. And, you know, wow, that's fucked up, you know? So, yeah. And um, what else did I say here? I wrote down some notes, too, because I was reading that book that I was talking about earlier, um, Sex Work Matters. And let me find my little notesy notesies. Oh, right. So I um, in other ways, you know, other than us internalizing it how has society's stigma affected sex workers um and i know i've talked about this before with plenty of people that's been on but um having airbnbs taken away paypal's being closed dating apps fucking banning us because you know obviously this is because of stigma um legal by in legal ways obviously policing licensing forced testing um criminalization um which forces us to always choose between safety and legality which nobody really picks safety right because you this is our job so (laughs) need that money um And stigma can be very socially isolating, which is, again, why community is so important. And I think instead of being the person who is a hater, you should be a lover and you should be a fighter for decriminalizing sex work so that we can have brothels. You know, I, I want them to exist too, trust me. I would be in a brothel right the fuck now. I would be the madam. I'd be the madam and I would be working too. I'd be like, I can do both. What's up? Um, I, and, then I, and then I was just thinking to myself that just different ways, like how the hierarchy works, like how the, like, it's just like the class system just with, I mean, whores, right? Um, and I just think it's so interesting how like society will socially accept you if they find like a reason but it has to be like a good enough reason. Like, oh, she's a stripper, but she's in med school. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she's a stripper, but she's in school for this. Or, or oh, she, she also does this during the day. She has a day job too. She's just doing that for extra money. Um, and so they'll, they'll accept you for that. But at the same time, they'll still punish you for being a stripper and it, the stigma will follow you even into um, your fucking what a white collar, blue collar, whatever the fuck job, like even into your vanilla job. So it's just so weird how society criminalizes you and makes you into this unworthy person but then at the same time they also want you to be in school and hash, like quotations like do better. But then at the same time, like systematically, you can still like lose your job. Like teachers have lost their jobs for previously posing in penthouse or previously being on OnlyFans or 
like things like that. So it's just so interesting how you you get almost pigeonholed into the sex industry, which isn't really fair, right? So I think even if you are against decriminalizing sex work, I mean, it just doesn't really make any sense to me that you would still be stigmatizing people to begin with because it just it ends up af- affecting people down the road in um, in ways like losing their their jobs and stuff like that and their um, PayPal accounts and their Airbnbs and their fucking teaching licenses licenses and shit like if you didn't if you don't want people to do sex work then why further push them deeper into where they would need to do sex work because if I was a teacher and I just lost my license teaching to teaching because they found my OnlyFans or they saw that I used to pose for Playboy or something like that and then so they take that away from me so you're going to punish me by taking away my teaching license and now you leave me with what I'm obviously going to go back to sex work so it's just it's a kind of a vicious circle and I think that people well I wish people would just think more about that I guess because it's fucking deep and it's interesting and it's fucked up but um yeah I think that's pretty much it that's all I had for you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all I got to say to you folks. I'm gonna... Maybe I'm gonna go get my car from downtown. Because I left it in the fucking ramp. Like an idiot. I didn't even drink that much. But I was probably... I probably shouldn't have drove, so... <laughs> whatever i'm gonna make this pizza and then i'm gonna go to work even though i don't want to but whatever need that bread so uh happy money making to all my sex worker babes out there i hope you guys make hella bread um and yeah just remember that if you're dealing with the internal shame that it's um You've just been conditioned and maybe try to work on some ways to unpack that. You can literally just like Google sex work and shame and there's like there's actually so many um really good articles. And like I said, fucking read Thriving in Sex Work. It's amazing. Um there's just a lot of really good chapters in there and the Audible is also really good too. Also her voice is like really soothing. So <laughs> I definitely recommend it. Lola Davina, Thriving in Sex Work. But okay, so I will see you guys next Wednesday. It will be um, Live 95. And I'm really excited. It's going to be with Champagne Room Secrets Podcast. So that's going to be lit. And yeah, we're going to get into it. So bring your fucking asses on and come hang out. Until then... Um, Make all that fucking money this weekend. Bye. Oh, wait. Also, also, please, 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 please. Will you go onto the Apple podcast? Go to my page. Please give it five stars. And please, like, leave, like, a good review so that it shows up. 
Because, like, if you just be, like, oh, cool, like, it doesn't really show up. But, like, I don't know why. I don't know how their algorithm works or whatever. But they want, they, they just want you to leave, like, an actual review. So if you could, it would be so great. It's good for placement. It's good for other people to be able to see it. So I would love you forever. Um, and, yeah. So please give me a good review. If you guys have any stories or questions that you want to send in, there's a link on the link tree. And yeah. So also, if you've applied, send me a DM on the other words for whore Instagram, which is other words for W. Um, I took off the whore part because they wouldn't let me fucking advertise, bastards. But um, yeah, so DM me just in case. But yeah, okay. Bye. Make that money. <laughs>